This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, David Buck. He's from the Infinity Lifestyle Design Program, which we're going to find out all about, but he's empowering business professionals and their financial advisors to craft purposeful and fulfilling in-career or post-career lifestyle. And I'm happy to welcome guests with David's background on the show. And uh, David, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate that. Yeah. Kind of set the stage. You talk about your background and your story, and we'll dive right into the conversation. Excellent. So I spent most of my career in what I would call business development. It's a fancy word for being a salesperson. <sighs> and uh, I never felt that I was going to be the most charismatic or I was going to win the sale on my sheer force of personality. So <laughs> I felt I needed to be prepared better than the next person. And that led to my fascination with time and productivity and how that applies not only to the job I was doing, but to then the teams that I managed. And so about three years ago, I stepped away from the corporate world and started my own company where I focus on helping, started out first, helping people focus on their uh, productivity in their career for individuals and teams. Mm -hmm. But about two years ago, my wife and I were having our uh, quarterly review with our financial advisors. And mm -hmm. unbeknownst to me, she asked the question of, hey, what if Dave retired today? And uh, we got an affirmative to say, yeah, that was possible. And that hit me upside the head because I'm like, well, that's cool, but I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. So I applied the same time management techniques, put myself on a personal journey and tried to figure out what was my life going to be like. And then I also found there was a lot of other people my age who maybe have the resources, but don't know what they're going to do with those resources. And so then I started what was post-career lifestyle planning, where I help people who are transition transitioning into a, what I call post-career or retirement life craft, that lifestyle strategy. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I love that. So like, uh, so, you know, we'll dive right into the conversation. So kind of, um, you know, t you mentioned this thing where um, this phenomenon where it's basically you've worked your entire life and then you have enough to go retire. And when you retire, it's like, what do I do next? And then you find, you know, kind of this, post-career time it can be boredom or just kind of so kind of talk about time optimizing your lifestyle so you hit the nail on the head a lot of people when they go into post-career life or retirement life 
on average, if you work a 40 hour work week, a job, that's 29% of your time that becomes free. Almost a third uh, becomes free. And just because people manage their time well in their career doesn't mean that when they hit retirement life, that they're going to be still good time managers. And definitely people who don't manage their time well in career are really going to struggle post-career because they just don't know what to do with this void of time that's created for them. So I really start with people to say, even be, I don't care whatever age you are now is, is to tell me what your purpose is because a retired person, when they're asked, hey, what do you do for a living? And you say, well, I'm retired. That other person probably on the other side of the conversation is saying, how do I exit this as quickly as possible? Because I got nothing in common or context with them. So I try to coach my clients to say, let's develop a life purpose statement. So instead of what do you do for a living, you say, let me tell you what my purpose is in life. And then that can flow a lot of, a lot of good conversations. So purpose to me is the first avenue that people need to take in order to get control of their post-career time. Oh, yeah. I love this idea of uh, purpose. And, um, you know, what's, what's kind of interesting is I, I was um, talking at one of these uh uh, conferences and there's this um for physicians it's basically you it's like step it's like very stepwise progression and it, there's very little deviation and but now the younger generation there's this concept of a portfolio career so you can be practicing for a number of years or you never practice at all and then you kind of go into you know coaching or different things so this idea of purpose and then this idea of um reframing the word retirement because i think um the first time you know before tim ferris this four-hour work week he had many retirements so kind of talk about this reframing the word retirement yeah thank you that <laughs> so again retirement can bring up when you say that uh, even though it's not a four-letter word <laughs> many people who are in retirement consider it a four-letter word it's not <laughs> something that brings a positive vibe to their existence uh -huh. And so, uh, and and some of the traditional things we look at or stereotypes about retirement is that the individual stops working. They go play golf all day. They're uh -huh. on the beach. They're hanging out with their older friends, eating all the time. So you get these stereotypical views, which for some people could be very like, I, I don't want, that's boring. I don't want to have anything to do with that. So really the idea of reframing retirement to what I call post-career allows for this idea of replacing uh, the idea of retirement with flexibility. So how much flexibility? Do you want to work in your post retirement life? There's nothing wrong with that, as long as you're able to have the flexibility to do the things that you want to do. So that's where I just try to challenge my clients is find the zone of flexibility that fits your comfort. And if it's work or no work, figure it out. Yeah. And do you think this idea of retirement, basically this idea of money, especially in the West, has to do with this idea where we equate status with your income and how much your your net worth is? Do you think that's part of it? Because um, I know, you know a lot of other places, they there's like there's not this emotional charge around money. And, you know, there's like people are much happier. Um, what do you think is do you think it's that's part of it? I do, particularly for, as you can see, I got a lot of gray hair, So, <laughs> particularly for the the boomers uh, and uh, the pretty much the baby boomer generation. 
has that mindset that it was like, I have to save as much as I can to then or accumulate as much as I can in order to, to, to reach this magical milestone somewhere in my 60s where I get to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> and uh, But I find with millennials and Gen Z, that's a totally different approach. Many of them are kind of like, I don't like the model that my parents and my grandparents followed. Quite frankly, that does that's not attractive. So I'm finding that more younger people are really excited about, hey, I, I'll go work for six months and take three months off to go do this major lifestyle thing where people my age would be like, I, I can't do that. I got to wait till I retire. So uh, again, I go back to people with clients when I coach ones that are in their 50s. We go through and they create their lifestyle strategy. And at some point I say, well, you're financially ready now, right? Yeah. yeah? Why wait? <laughs> if you can pursue those things and figure out to bring in more of those personal, wonderful life experiences that you want. Yeah. Why wait till this magical time when you say you're 65? Yeah. Yeah. I find that the, you know, these generational differences and how they view time you know, kind of the younger generation understands that, um, you know, life can like unexpectedly. So, you know, you kind of live in the moment and um, like they're, they're more interested on time and experience freedom as opposed to uh, just like traditional ideas of just, you know, having a stable nine to five, you know, they're the younger generation doesn't, you know, subscribe to that. Um, yeah. And it's quite interesting to see how people view time because it kind of, time is that is the is the is the asset in but people think money is is you know but uh in that's what causes people to hoard and you know accumulate and um so yeah the, the other question is um so while people still working in their career what are the most common time management challenges for people while in their career oh that's a great question um the biggest single challenge today that people have, regardless of their age, regardless of their station in life, is distractions. And I define distractions as an internal, something that you lose focus on. And so obviously the biggest culprit for us is, is social media and screens. Those two things, that distractions alone in the workplace cost companies billions of dollars every year. And so that's when I work with people in career and even post-career, it's like that's I, I will eventually get to the point of discussing distractions because that's just it's the nature of what comes at us. Advertising is meant to distract us. Social media is meant to distract us. Anything we go into is that. So how do you develop the discipline to overcome that? And then the second management challenge that people have is procrastination. Uh, they just continue to delay and the usual the usual aspect or the culprit behind procrastination is they take what is typically a project and define it as a task. So for example, like if I wanted to paint my room, if I define that as just a task, then I'm more apt to just push it off because there's a ton of steps I have to do before I can even put the roller on the wall with the new color. So it's typically, I tell people break, if you're procrastinating, take what you're procrastinating on and break it into a little sets of different chunks. And then you'll find you'll make progress and eventually get done what you needed to get done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. And so we talked about most common time challenges for people while in their career. How about most common time challenges for people post-career retirement? And then we'll talk about um, time optimization during career and after career. Okay, so the most common time management challenges for people post-career is the, the overarching one is using their time effectively. Because again, as I mentioned, you're going to get basically almost a third of your life free uh-huh. in time. And many people don't know what to do with, with that. Then they start out really strong and probably have a flood of activities, go travel, go do all this stuff. And then usually after three to six months, many of them have a, a kind of a boomerang anxiety. It's kind of like, what do I do now? So I want to go back to work. <laughs> so really what I encourage clients to do before you hit post-career, and it's not an easy exercise, is to plan out a typical week. But don't make it look like you know Groundhog's Day or copy and paste because, okay, this is what Monday looks like and paste it into Tuesday. Really think about the things that you want to do in your life that fits into that. And then the the other time management challenge people do is they don't set goals for themselves in retirement. They don't think they need to because I've achieved all my goals. That's why I'm in retirement. Well, you have to define solid set of goals. And when people do that, then that that helps them fill their time. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite interesting because, uh, you know, after I I, re- I was part of the fire movement. So I, I retired <laughs> early. Yeah. And I retired early, you know, seven years ago. And then it was great for like, I tell people it was great for like two months, but then after that, there's just, you get bored, you have to have a purpose. And, um, and uh, I just, I love what you talked about just kind of, you know um, you know, setting goals and, you know, little mini challenges, um, which, Brings me to my next question is that, um, you know, for people listening to this, either they're Gen Z millennial or, you know, just kind of mid-career, but what are the steps one takes to understand how to time optimize their life when they're in career or if they're thinking about headed for post-career or retirement? Thanks. And so in that case, to me, the reason why I reframe the word time management, I don't like that phrase. (laughs) <laughs> uh, because to me, time management seems more reactive when you and when you manage something, sometimes it's kind of like I'm reacting to the situation. I'm not being critical of managers or the title manager, but but in the case of the use of your time, when you time management, it's people are usually like, oh, this came in and I'm going to have that be the first thing that goes out. So I want to flip the script and optimize to me is more proactive. It's you looking at and trying to anticipate the challenges. So for those who are in career, uh, two tools that are at your uh, disposal right now that won't cost you a thing are your electronic calendar and your electronic task uh, programming. They come together bundled. Now, somebody might be saying, hey, I don't use electronic calendar. I use a regular planner. Totally fine with that. If that's what you like and that's what you're comfortable, but if I'm trying to get people to improve their time management, I want them to move to an electronic format because there's so much flexibility and ease. Uh-huh. And so if you plan your schedule two weeks in advance, yes, that's right, two weeks, it's uh, what I call wet cement. It's not firm. It's not hard. It's not brittle. You're going to have to flex. But if you continue to plan out your major tasks, 
and your calendar two weeks in advance while you're in career, you're going to find you have so much more flexibility in order to focus on your personal life, but also devote time strategically, particularly if you're a leader in your career, to help yourself get ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, lo- I love that. Um, so like kind of the, so then kind of talking about um, the uniqueness of the time optimist life and then your upcoming book, The Time Optimist Optimized Life is eagerly anticipated. What makes it stand out and then how will it help readers improve their time management? Well, thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, so it comes out next year, April of 2024. So the Time Optimized Life, I actually wrote based upon a tool that I use with my clients called a time management analysis. It's the basis for both me and the client to get an understanding of where their opportunities are. And it's focused in five distinct categories of planning, task management, focus, and then planned activities, I'm sorry, uh, planned activities, and then personal care. And in those five areas, we then look at how you can flip the script from being reactive to proactive. So the book walks through people in these five categories. And I also include people that I know who fit that subject matter expert, that particular category, so that they, someone has an example of someone just like them that says, okay, if Matt can manage his tasks with two sets of twin daughters, um, I should be able to manage my tasks as well. So, and and not all people have problems everywhere. So that if someone reads the book, they can say, hey, my challenge is I can't say no. You can dive into the that section of the book and, and be able to work on that and then go to the next one. So again, I want to flip the script and have people proactively go after addressing their time challenges before the reactiveness causes them to be unproductive. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, which in kind of talking about this, um, you know, time management versus time optimization in retirement, how does the approach to time management and optimization differ someone who's in the midst of their career versus someone who's approaching or in retirement? And thank you. So someone uh, in career obviously is is this whole reactive versus proactive predominantly tied to their career, though perf- personal life can intermix in that, particularly if someone has a lot of activities, like you got to take the kids to the baseball games on the weekends, that sort of thing. When you shift to post-career, time optimization becomes more of an intentional view. It's really even more forward thinking because life becomes much more routine uh-huh. in a post-career or retirement life. So that's where time optimization is me continually thinking out, what do I want to do in the future with these goals I've established for myself? And then how do I accomplish those? And then how do I replace when I complete those goals with new personal and enriching activities? And some of them can be ongoing goals like volunteering, own still owning your own business, being a consultant, being a contract worker. But you're continually proactively looking to the future to help plan an effective present. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah. Yeah. Really, so, and then kind of your final, my final question is, um, you know, what are your goals currently? And, well, you know, where do you see the future in terms of just time and retirement? And um, especially in this age where, you know, kind of there's job insecurity and uh, how can people follow you, reach, contact you, follow you on social media, et cetera? Oh, thank you. Uh, so I am in, I am on all of the major platforms except TikTok. So you can reach me. Um, my predominant platform is LinkedIn. So please look for me on LinkedIn because that's where I do most of my uh, work there. My uh, it, uh, my website is infinity lifestyle design, one word.com. Just go there. Uh, I'd encourage anybody who goes there. I offer free uh, for you to take uh, the two assessments, either the retirement time analysis or the time management analysis, depending if you're post-career or in-career, and you can get a free summary assessment. You'll see that on the, on the front page. Uh, I would just, ultimately, what my mission is, is for people to time optimize their time management. I want them to look at time more infinitely. You think about when, like, for example, time's flying by on this interview because I'm having fun. And so, but then there are times like when I've been at a trade show where, and there's no customers, where time seems to move really, really <laughs> slow. I want people's time to feel like it's moving fast because when you do, you find you have more time to fill in for the future activities. So I want to change the dynamic and make time feel more infinite so that we feel like we have more to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It kind of reminds me of Mihai Csikszent Mihai's book, The Flow. It's basically your experience of time and, and, uh, but, you know, basically that's why, you know, you have an income to buy you more time and time is actually what is the most precious. And um, so really fascinating discussion and i really love how people are kind of contributing to the discussion around changing the view of time and um for all of the audience out there let's thank david for coming on uh be sure to follow all of his social media links he's on twitter youtube instagram linkedin and facebook and check out his website infinitylifestyle.com reach out to him uh give him a like a follow and with that check out his book as well it's on amazon and with that Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Such an honor. I had a lot of fun. Again, time flew, so I enjoyed <laughs> it.